Saludo mi gente. We hope everybody is in good health. And whether you're starting your day or finishing it out, thanks for listening. We're always excited to talk to old friends here at What Would a PK Say? And if you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and subscribe. If you leave a comment, that will help us out immensely. And always share. Thank you very much. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, man, Lemuel Boneta. What's going on? My dude. It's been a while. I have not seen you in a very long time, but it's like I didn't see you. I haven't seen you in a long time, but it's like I haven't seen you in a long time. Say that again, brother. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen you in a long time, but it's like what? I haven't seen... Wait a minute, that's let me I'm, say that again. That's what I'm saying, you're saying it. I, <laughs> I haven't seen you in a long time, but it's like... Seeing you like the other day. It's like I saw you the other day. There you go. Boom. That's right, because that's how it is. Brothers, family, man, it's it's actually what we're going to be talking about that unifies us. Yeah. I think that's what unifies us, man. It's, uh, that PK has a, those two letters are are huge and they mean something. And so especially our, our group that we grew up together. I was talking to a friend of ours that actually, she used to be from your dad's church and she lived over here now. And uh, so... We were mentioning stuff, and then we were talking about doing this, and so you know, stories come up, and the good, the funny ones, and the crazy ones. Yeah, man. PK holds weight. It sure does, man. Yeah, man. I hold that on my shoulders proudly. Yeah. Because of all the good stuff. Yeah. My, my dad's still a pastor as well. It's a thread that keeps us together. It sure does, man. So that's why it doesn't matter how long it's been. I mean, it's like we just picked up the phone yesterday and started talking. Yep. Besides the fact that our dads have been friends for way, way back, way back. We had some good stories, some funny ones too. Yeah, man. Hey, random. What's that? Is that Elvis Presley behind you? Yo, that's my, my uh, so this is my son. So my son, he's like, yo, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you <laughs> that's funny, man. I'm an Elvis dude too, but he's he's more of an Elvis fan than me. That's funny, bro. Let's jump into your experience as a pastor's kid, man. What has been your happiest memory as a pastor's kid? As a PK, it's, uh, I mean, there's some that I used to enjoy. My dad used to bring, you know, all these singers, you name it, and known singers. And actually, some of the connections that I have now is because of that. And it's those experiences, man, they used to stay at home. I'll tell you one. I remember when Rene Gonzalez came for the first time. He was, remember, he started like when he was 19 or 20, something like that. Right. But the, the whole band came to Vonley. The whole band. And then they all stayed in my house. And that was crazy, but it was cool. And like things like that, was I was able to, to meet some really cool people in the ministry. It's finding out who they really are and people that are genuine, that are, you know, down to earth. And that's pretty cool when you, you, you get to meet somebody and know who they are. Did that influence you as a musician? It sure did. I mean, I think I didn't be a PK anyway because of the fact that, I mean, in my case, and I think, I think it probably was the same with you guys. My, my father, you know, they had, it was like one guitar player 
I don't know how many, a drummer, and we had like four or five Cabo. <laughs> and I was one of them. <laughs> and so, so that's how I started playing drums, but we all played drums. So, but then I picked up the bass because we don't. So, but yeah, all that seeing, you know, seeing bands coming and playing that kind of, it's an influence. It, it uh, motivated me to, to play. But, but just the church needing musicians and you being in church all the time, you want to do something. Yeah, man. Back then, we almost had service every day. Yeah, that's true. Growing as a musician in church, while you were playing, at what point did you say, man, I, I would really like to do something musically outside of just playing in church? Like, for example, record, because you've recorded before. Well, the crazy thing was what actually got us to play was we started playing only like a year playing. And then uh, uh, one of our good friends, he was a sax player in the church, Older man, but he took us in like a brother. He was a PK too. Uh, if you know Jesus Perez Torre, that, that's his son. And he was well known in Puerto Rico. But and I don't know if you remember this. It's when we started the the band Jehovah Jireh. Yeah. And by starting the band, that got me going, and that really that really got me to play. And then so we were going out. So that already in a year we were playing. We were going out. And I think our first playing was, uh, I think it was my brother's wedding. Okay. David's, if I'm not mistaken. And then from there, we just kept going. That And that that helped me to practice and to really get into what I was doing. And then we had our own studio. So we started recording. And then, um, I, you know, I sang. So I always wanted to do something. I didn't have my songs. I only have one. I wrote one song. But I was able to do an album. That was in 99. Yeah. It's raining a little bit. And just a little bit. Just <laughs> <laughs> And then in 2010, I did another one. You have something going on right now. And I'm working on, a, I'm doing a single right now of your EP right now. Spanish song we'll do is I Un Rio. That's your song that I, I wrote. I think I wrote it in 2017. Always had it. I got Eric Lopez. He's producing the song. And so it's coming out nice. Yeah, look out for that. Look out for that. Yep. And that should be coming out soon. All we got to do is lay, lay vocals. and. That's a cool thing, man. See, and then I got Weasel playing guitar. Oh, that's cool, yeah. And then the drummer's from Puerto Rico. Nimzy Lopez drummer. But it's it's pretty cool, man. That's cool, man. That's that's another thing that connects us, the music. Yeah. Being pastors, kids, and, and musicians. I mean, we played a lot together. Chacho, you used to go to the conventions. Oh, yeah. On the flip side of that, bro, what has been maybe uh, your least favorite time as a pastor's kid? You know what it is? I mean, I could probably make it more of a broad thing than just like one specific thing. I haven't had one specific thing like bad with me. Like, I can't remember that. I think we have spoken about that before. I think you have said the same thing that uh, we see a lot of the older kids. I mean, I'm one of nine, so I'm like the third youngest. So the older ones usually get the, you know, the wrath. Yeah. Then our parents kind of, well, to the younger ones, I get to learn and they, a little different. But I think it's a little rough when you see, you know, when you heard people like come at my father. Yeah. Not more my, my mom. It was always to my, my father. There was this one lady, she went crazy outside. She was just nuts. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, what's wrong? Uh, but, but it didn't face me because I think, 
you know what? It didn't phase me. And maybe I think you could say the same thing. I think our parents are, are especially our fathers, are pretty much almost the same. That they, like, they didn't let anything affect them. Right. And they would say something. They would, it was like talking to, like, he would talk to my mom, but it wasn't in front of us. So, to me, it, it didn't affect me much because I didn't see him being affected. Right. And I know my, you know, my, you know, my parents been through a lot. And so that's one thing, man. They talking about faith, talking about being faithful to God, to, to hanging on no matter what. Mm-hmm. So I think that part, I mean, to see some things, you know, my older brothers that what they went through and that maybe, uh, those are the things I got to say probably are the least thing that I, I wouldn't want to experience again, but but at the end of the day, I think you learn from it. You know, you learn. But for me, for me in my end, I don't know, man. I can't really say there's like one really bad thing that I really like. If I would say I would take, I wish I could take it back. I would, but I'm not that type of person anyway. I'm the type of person yeah. I think everything builds you and, and you learn from everything, so you move on. That's a good attitude to have, man. Right. And it had to do a lot with parenting, too. Yeah. I think that we, you know, we can be our worst enemy. Right. I preach that. I really harp on that to the church. It all depends on you and how you respond. And you're going to let, listen, the past is past. You know, if I really want to get biblical with you, but God says that he forgave us of our sins and threw them in the sea of forgetfulness. Right. So if he forgets, why do we continue to remind ourselves of the past? Yeah. You know, I mean, I think past is good to have that to remind you where you're at today. Mm-hmm. That That's good. But to remind myself and just keep harping on it and hurting, I'm doing it to myself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now you're a pastor. Yes, sir. So I don't know what you would say that, right? PKP? Uh, I'm sorry. Let's not add on. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's just leave it at the PK. <laughs> yeah, leave it at the PK. Yeah, I, actually, I've been uh, seven years. I just, uh, they just the, the organization ordained me as reverend. Oh, nice. But, but you can say pastor. I'm good. Pastor, reverend. Seven years you've been pastoring, seven years. Seven years. Seven years. Same, Same place. church. Yeah. Word of life, Palabra Vida, bilingual church. That's cool, in, man. In, in Millville, New Jersey. So. And your kids help you out. My kids help me a lot, man. I, man, we we started just us four. Yeah. My wife and and kids. So, my wife would start doing the kitchen with just my son and my daughter. But they're always involved. My daughter right now is uh, the youth leader, and she's only sixteen. You know, I yeah. try to be, you know, try to be careful, just being wise and doing things uh, the right way. But yeah. man, she's no joke. And my son plays drum. He was a drummer. And uh, he picked up quick, too, man. Uh, he picked it up. It's like it's in their blood, man. Do you play in church still? That, well, that's the one thing. I don't have a musician, man, because I had a guitar player. He went to the Marines. My son played the drums, but he went. he's in school. Yeah. And so I was with the bass, I would do it. It's kind of hard, that one. And I have friends that help me here and there. But it's not the same. Man, we're we're doing karaoke, bro. You yeah, too. man. A lot of, a lot of places, a lot of places are like that, man. Especially when you're coming up, 
it's not easy to get some musicians. It's one of the struggles in, in, in a lot of churches. And it don't matter how many people you have. Yeah. There's some churches that have nice group, 200 people, 300, but they don't have much many musicians. And I think that's one of the things is I try to, like I had a piano lesson. I used to do, uh, I had somebody come and do piano lessons to try to get people to learn. And, and that worked for a little bit, but you know how it is. Yeah, it's tough, man. It is. Do you think being a pastor's kid has been an advantage or a disadvantage? I think it's been an advantage because there's a lot of things that I, I've learned. So I didn't know I was going to be a pastor until later on, after I'm doing ministry in, in, in the music and mm -hmm. singing-wise. The only way that that ended up doing everywhere I would go, every time I would go somewhere, God would speak to me. And then I started doing the album. Once I did the album, the second album, you know, God was just using people to talk to me. I would go to a church to go minister and sing. And he would say, listen, it, it's time. So I already knew. I, mm -hmm. I dealt with it for two to three years that it took me uh, a while before I started. But with the reason that was, was it wasn't because I didn't think that God called. I wanted to make sure that God did call me. Right. The calling, I don't think it's a PK thing. I don't think every PK can be a pastor. I don't think every PK were called to be pastors. True. They all have a part to be in ministry. We all have a part, right? Right. right? As believers in Christ, we have to. It's not because I'm a PK that I became a pastor. I had to be a calling. And I think that's key for anything. If I'm going to throw a little uh, nugget there, that's something that is a calling. And I believe that. And that's why we got too many crazy people out there is because people are calling themselves out when they leave a church and and then they want to open up a church. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I think. So anyway, it took me about two to three years and then God dealt with me and my wife and he brought somebody from Santo Domingo. That's how you know it's God. Mm. The thing was, for me, it wasn't that I was afraid. To me, it was an honor. Yeah. But I had to make sure it was the right thing. And because of, because of being a PK, it helped me. I don't think my father knew but that's just the way God works. I don't think my father knew, which is crazy, when I was in my father's church. And then my when he retired, my brother took, I was with him for maybe two years, maybe. I don't think they realized how they got me and my wife involved in, in leadership. It was a a blessing uh, to, to be a PK and then having all that leadership. And then towards the end, when I knew, when I knew that, you know, okay, this is what God's really... Uh, calling me to do and now I was starting to wait I talked to the organization and from there on there I would look at the church and I would say if I was the pastor what would I do would I do the same thing or would I change and there's a lot of things that I have I adopted from my father and my brother right. like there's a lot of things I like the way they do it so we kind of do almost the same thing of course then you know everybody's different so we add some of our stuff it was a, a benefit Oh, I guess if you want to, you want to say that to to be a PK. A good point that you bring up is that while you're waiting to hear from God, you're working. I was studying about God called David when he was doing stuff. David wasn't home, uh, hanging out like just chilling. He wasn't at yeah. home chilling. He was in the fields. Uh huh. You know, so how you saying that you're working in the church and you're doing this and you're doing that and your wife is busy. I think before a pastor is a pastor, he should be working at a church. 
I totally agree. I think you got to pay your dues. That's right. You know what I mean? And then the other thing is, and I don't know if you're going to touch that, but another thing is the first thing I got to work in is in my in my home. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the first ministry. And the, But you learn that as being a PK. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. Because as a PK, you, you know that my focus can be just all the church and not and not focus on my kids. Uh, you know, they want to do sports. We did sports with them. They want to get into whatever. If they wanted to do it and we thought it was okay, we did it. And learning how to adjust that, it's uh, it's a little tough, but but you can do it. You just gotta you gotta make time. The Bible says that if if you can't take care of your own home, you're worse than an unbeliever. So ministry in first is God, family, and then church. For those those pastors' kids that are listening right now, maybe even not directed to the pastors' kids, maybe directed to a member of the church that might be looking at a pastor's kid and saying, "Why is this kid acting like this?" or "Why is this kid acting like that?" Or maybe to help them understand, what words do you have for a pastor's kid or, or a, a member? I'll give you both then, right? So I would say a pastor's kid be you. Mm, that's a good one. Be you. I think sometimes we want to be somebody we're not. And then that's when you have issues. If you have issues, be you. And then hopefully you can figure it out. At the end of the day, God wants you to be true with yourself, right? First of all, be faithful to God. That's who you have to be accountable to. It's to Christ. I think we all do, right? Forget about PK or not. Mm-hmm. I think that we all need to be accountable to God. Now, now, what I tell people that look to PK, look at them as you look at yourself. Because they, they're a human being just like anybody else. And so they're going to have their ups and downs. They're going to have their issues. And if you want to talk about David, listen, David David was a, a good man. But he was a mess too. Yep. But God said what? He's close to his heart. You don't know what God wants to do with somebody. Don't be a hindrance and look at people just because of because they're PK and you expect them to be a certain way. Matter of fact, be there for them. Pray for them. Lend a hand. Matter of fact, check out how they're doing. You know, instead of talking about them, let's take them out and talk to them. One of the things I learned from my dad that I do with the church, you know, he would go up front. And when we first did violence, the first thing he said was, he said, listen, I, I'll do whatever. I just want you to treat my family as human beings hmm. um, and treat them the same way you, you would treat your family. And, and I think if a church does that, that's helpful to the, to the pastors. That should be a blessing to the church when people realize that, okay, they're human beings. Just because they're PK doesn't mean they're going to be in ministry. Doesn't mean that they're going to have a gift. Doesn't mean they're going to be talented. But the thing, and then I'll go back to the PKs. You got to remember that there's just some hard-headed people out there. Yep. Some people are just going to, they don't care. And they're going to feel like they, they, they rule the world. And so they're gonna say whatever, and they're gonna they might offend, you know. But that's where you gotta, that's where you gotta know where you're in Christ. And when you know when you're in Christ, understand that He fights my battles. Then I'm good. I appreciate your time again, man. We've been friends for a really long time. I, I appreciate your friendship, bro. And it's again, it's like we never disconnected. You know what yeah. I mean? 
a big thing is that compartimos like as pastors, kids, and and understanding each other a little bit. Yeah. Besides the fact that our parents were super super friends from way back in the day, yeah. I think that helps the situation as well. And and I see it when your dad comes to visit my dad. I see that the same relationship. You know, they you know they talking it up. Yeah. And when our parents see us, like when your parents see me, it's like, like if we're like family. Yeah, definitely, bro. Again, man, I thank you for your time. I thank you for being here with us and and sharing your stories, dude. Thank you, man. I appreciate for for having me. Always, man. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the show, and don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>